I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and we just enjoy just one little just nibble at a time. <laughs> never know where you're going to go <laughs> with the end of that. <laughs> oh, never know where I'm going to go. But I want to say I do like where we're going in season three. I know it's the third episode, but I just love our theme song remix. Yeah, there's a little few more like scratches in there and yes. it's more upbeat. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like zip, zorp, zap, zap. Yeah. Got to tweak it a little bit. Got to grow. Got to improve things. Yes. We're like, we're like mixing up the art for the episodes. We're mixing up the theme song. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Fully mm-hmm. support the choices that we are making. <laughs> <laughs> And then just a quick little reminder, that review thing. So we're still doing that giveaway. We are going to be giving you sweet little things. We've sent out one, maybe two by now already of lucky winners. So leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and we will be picking lucky winners and you'll be getting some free crap. I mean, yeah. It's not crap. It's great stuff. But you'll get some free stuff. We're using crap colloquially <laughs> for fun things. Right. So... Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course, every time we start an episode, we like to look back at our past episode. So let us recap the season two, episode two, The Passenger of the Mandalorian. So in that episode, we got to meet the wonderful, the lovely frog lady. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, she, I don't, I love Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. but she's like... Stolen my heart to a different level. <laughs> 100%. I agree. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. She's so sweet. And so basically, uh, the Mandalorian has to get her to Trask in order for her to get her eggs fertilized. Um, and of course, they run into an ice planet and some knobby white spiders and things get crazy. And Baby Yoda eats some eggs. Poor decision on Baby Yoda's part. I mean, he's hungry. Also, I don't think he really knows what's happening. <laughs> he just sees like... A great, delicious canister of food and doesn't understand why he can't keep eating. Yeah, he's so hungry. He's just a growing Yoda and Mm -hmm. he needs nutrients real, real bad. That's really all that happened in that episode. We find out that the rebels that came and stopped him a few times, they know about the prisoners that he let escape in the first season, Mm -hmm. but also just let him go with a warning. So he's like, you're going to help me out of here, right? And they're like, bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) So it's left with the Razor Crest in shambles. And it's slowly drifting its way to Trask. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, before we get into this episode, spoiler alert! Hopefully you're watching The Mandalorian as it comes out week by week, but if you are not and you're just listening to us and you want anything spoiled, stop right now! Or keep going uh, and just enjoy it later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let us take a bite of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, The Heiress. Mm -hmm. Chapter 11. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) There's so many numbers going on. I love on. all of the numbers. Why? Because it's fun. <laughs> hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me just take a little sip of my cold brew. I don't think you need any more. <laughs> <laughs> I am riding high on this cold brew. Oh, my God. I am it, ready. It is kicking in. For sure. <laughs> all right. So, opens with the Razor Crest still hobbling its way to Trask. It gets there. They all wake up from their sleepy little naps. Turns out... He can't really land this thing because it's in shambles. And I feel him because my first car was a Mitsubishi Eclipse. I said that weird. <laughs> Eclipse, bright red, ragtop convertible. First day I got it, somebody sliced open the top. Oh. And then I had to, I was like really poor back then working a retail job. I duct taped the roof. <laughs> and every time it rained, it rained inside my car oh. too. Are you haunted by the sound of like, yeah. like I'm duct tape going? Yeah. And I will never, ever get another convertible. 
ever again. Learned your lesson, smart so, man. <laughs> anyway, he's trying to land this in the port. Mm. And he's like, well, I can't autopilot this shit. And no. we might fry to death. So Yeah, so apparently uh, landing without autopilot landing is just <laughs> dropping into a planet's atmosphere and... Basically going on fire. Yeah, turning the engines on at the last second. <laughs> exactly. Hoping that you make it. And then while they're dropping, like, uh, the, you know, the the people at the t- flight tower are like, um, come in, Razorcrest. You're dropping way too fast. And he's like, I know. And they're like, um, excuse me, sir. It's too much. And then he shuts it off. And then he's like, frog lady, help me. She's got, like, one hand on this gear and one hand on her backpack of eggs. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, by the way, loving it. Yeah. He's like, we're in Six Flags right now. I <laughs> love the Tower of Terror. Yes. He's like, drop me. I love the feeling in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. By the way, absolutely no seatbelt for Baby Yoda. I am very concerned. I mean, there are seatbelts, but I don't think they're, like, he could just use the Force. Like, yes. At some point. He's just sitting there in his little sack, like, woohoo. Yeah. So, <laughs> he... Almost sticks the landing. Oh, so close. Very close. Falls into the sea. And then some Mon Cala guy that's at the port is just like, okay, what do you want me to do with this? He's like, just fix it. And he's like, I'll fill it up if it can still hold fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got like seaweed all over it. Yeah. It is not in good shape. Yeah. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Then the first thing that Frog Lady does, as soon as she gets off of this rickety old dangerous journey that this Mandalorian took her on, Mm -hmm. she starts calling for her husband. And then she sees him across the way. And then the absolute cutest run to the love of your life with your sack full of baby eggs. (laughs) Yeah. It was so cute. It was so cute. Why do we love these, like... Practical effects fauna of Star Wars so much. I mean, there's a moment where she's looking around and I'm like, is she going to get ghosted right now? (laughs) No. No, not Frog Lady. She just went on this crazy journey with these two strangers. But no, he appears out from behind some cargo. And I mean, the music swells. Mm -hmm. They're making Mm -hmm. frog noises. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just start hugging. It's the cutest thing ever. It's amazing. I I love it. And... We see this strange little figure in the fog. Mm. And he asks, of course, Mando's on this this quest. So he asks straight away, I heard you can show me where people that look like me are. I think they already found you, though, Mando. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I mean, she is like trying to look mysterious, but uh, she has like a black cloak on, but her face is like beat for the gods. She's gorgeous. <laughs> She's like, uh-huh. got him. I mean, it, he didn't really come in inconspicuously. He was <laughs> a flaming ball of wreckage coming straight for the port. That then fell in the water yeah. as well. So they had to get the crane and everything. And and even when he gets off the ship, I mean, he's a Mandalorian in like the shiniest Baskar armor ever. And you also have a frog person screaming yeah. for their husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. What a crew. <laughs> that intergalactic Twitter was blowing up. Yes. Yeah. They're like, OMG, did you see that hashtag the docs? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag trash tash. <laughs> so the frog couple takes him to this inn or this this restaurant, this cantina, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's getting this like weird squid chowder everywhere. Yeah. And the dude at the restaurant's like, you need to buy something. He's like, I need information. Tell me where people like me are. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, let me go like talk to somebody real quick. All the while, 
Baby Yoda gets his little bowl of chowder yeah. and it tries to eat him. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Trask Inn, where the chowder comes from a hose in the ceiling and it'll attack you upon first bite. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love these like Baby Yoda moments. If the Baby Yoda isn't using the force, I want him in these weird situations. Yeah. <laughs> and Baby Yoda like almost said a word. Mm. He was like, happy bear or something like that. I mean, he's speaking something. Yeah. He's like, he's moved on from cooing to like light gibberish. I, I'm really liking the subtleness of it because mm-hmm. I feel like. He's not aging super quickly just to age him and just to progress some weird story. Yeah. It's like, no, he's like slowly learning. And, yeah. And yeah. you can see he's he's responsive things that Mando says to him now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's growing up. He could maybe speak a little bit, but he understands, you know, his quote unquote father figure. Uh, and it's so adorable. And then he gets squid in the face. <laughs> and Mando being just the best caretaker there is, says, don't play with your food and gives it a little stab yeah. with his knife. Yeah. So then we see this Quarren. Pretty much tell him, like, oh, I can take you to your people. It's just a couple hours on a ship. We'll, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. So Mando and Baby Yoda go with him, because why not? And you're seeing that Mando's trusting people more. In the in the beginning, he was more doing job by job, job yeah. by job. And now, I think through his journey, he's really like, okay, you tell me this is where we go. This is where we go. Well, apparently, you can't trust anybody in the Trask black yeah. market port. This Davy Jones looking mother effer, <laughs> squitter, is like, um, have you ever seen a mama court eat before? It's pretty amazing. Your uh, kid might like it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we're good. He's like, are you sure? It's pretty amazing. Get closer to the water pit we have in our ship. And he's like, yeah, all right. So they so go over there. Stupid. Uh-uh. Yeah. Bad decision, boo. He pushes Baby Yoda into the water. Thankfully, he was in his little pod. But I don't know if this was like a slight, tiny, itty bitty poetic justice for Baby Yoda eating all those eggs. And it's like, well, something else can eat you. Mm-hmm. And something's going to pop you in your mouth just like you did all those little babies. <laughs> yeah, that Baby Yoda flying egg bassinet dropped right in that water. <laughs> but smart on him to close the bassinet. Yeah, he's getting quick. He's getting quick that little hatch. Yeah. He's just like, Pew! he knows when there's danger. That is yeah. for sure. They want him for his Baskar armor. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, it seems like a very much running theme, like, oh, super shiny. Also, why couldn't you just, like, subdue the shininess a little bit? Like, make it look more worn. It's called a Brillo pad. (laughs) Just give it a couple of swipes. You'll look great. Yeah, so they push him in there to close the gate. He's stuck in this thing with his mama core. But then, out of nowhere, Uh, comes in Kimberly. Trini. Yeah. Jason. (laughs) I would say Billy. Yeah, I know. It wasn't Jason. Yeah, it wasn't Jason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the Power Rangers of (laughs) Trask, a.k.a. some more Mandalorians in blue, they just come rocking on that deck. Mm -hmm. They're like, watch this. Spinning kick. Knife in the throat. You know, other kick. Duck, dodge. Wapow, wapow, wapow. (laughs) Get him. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going by your your sound effects. <laughs> yeah, we they they come in guns a blazing, yeah. super coordinated, super badass. Yeah. I mean, coming with the spinning rocket kick. Heck yeah. Everything. And then we realize it's Bo motherfucking Katan. Oh my god. <laughs> so Clone Wars. Hit it. Rebels. If you know those, it's a huge deal. This episode, I feel like, is really for those fans. Mm-hmm. But the thing I liked about it was I don't think you necessarily needed to watch it 
to appreciate her. So that's exactly where I was because I've only seen the major motion pictures. I haven't seen any of like the Clone Wars stuff or the animated series. So she's just a badass. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I come from Sailor Moon, Chun-Li, like loving the powerful (laughs) women heroes. And here was two of them in one shot. It was just badass because she knows exactly who she is. She knows exactly what she has to do to get what she needs. And it is just everything I love. Yeah, I I love. So Katie Sackhoff is the one that plays her, Mm -hmm. also voiced her in Rebels and Clone Wars. I think that is so cool. I mean, they modeled after her. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) she looks exactly like her. I'm so glad she looks like the character. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um, And so he's still trapped in there and she's like, all right, come out. He's like, the child's in there. Just get the kid. Mm -hmm. And one thing I was wondering when he got in there, I mean, his armor filled up with water. And I'm like, how is there not an underwater setting of the armor? Like, I don't understand. It could do, it could see heat, it could shoot missiles, but sure enough. Yeah, why Why do you have a helmet in the first right, place? Right, exactly. But then Koska Reeves, she jumps right in there. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I don't know, in my mind, their blue suits, they've made modifications to it in order to exist mm-hmm. on this water planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they have obviously been experienced with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did want to say that, so... Koska Reeves Mm -hmm. is played by Mercedes Fernando, Mm -hmm. which is also a WWE wrestler superstar. Cool. She's a badass. I feel like I I want, (sighs) if I could have two spinoff series so far from The Mandalorian, I want Frog Lady and Frog Man, I guess is what we call them. Yeah. And then these three Mandalorian. Yes. They're amazing. Yes. I love them. They are so cool. So cool. And and I kind of want to know how they came together because they work together so well. Obviously, we know they're all um, from the same planet. They've all seen the same atrocities. But you know that they've been through stuff together. Mm -hmm. They're tight-knit. And I would love to know that backstory up until this point. Yeah, I don't believe – I could be wrong. I don't believe the other two are from anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like Clone Wars or Rebels. Yeah. Because there's been plenty of Mandalorians. But yeah, I'd be interested to see it. I mean, it seems like – She's, you know, trying to help the greater Mandalore, you know, push to yes. independence and to take back Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could have just been from, you know, tagged along from any type of mission or they just kind of close knit. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. So after this, he's like, oh, cool. Mandalorians. These are the guys I'm looking for. <laughs> and then they take off their helmets. And here I am. Right. This is really my only Mandalorian stuff that I know is the Mandalorian clutching my pearls. <laughs> Excuse? We don't do that. Yeah. That's yeah. not what we do. But it's it's interesting because a lot of people that have watched the other stuff, so like Clone Wars and Rebels, she takes, I mean, the Mandalorians freely take off their helmets all the time. So it's interesting to see this Mandalorian being so against that. Yeah. And he has a little freak out. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where'd you get that armor? Like, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do that mean? She's like, you're a child of the watch. And she says something like a cult of religious zealots whose goal is to reestablish the ancient way. I mean, big bomb drop on poor Din slash Mando. Yeah. His whole life and culture because you have Bo-Katan telling you, you're part of a cult. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, ooh, yikes. Not great. (laughs) Not great. Not not good. So she does tell him that I've had this armor for three generations. Mm -hmm. Like, back up. Like, what? I like the little look she kind of gave him, too. Like, what are you talking? Like, this is my armor. Yeah. And, you know, Mando's not having it. He's just like, (laughs) 
okay, whatever. Weirdos. Yeah, and I think with his last interaction, and I think the whole point of the first episode, when we saw the marshal, so Cobb Vanth, he wasn't a Mandalorian, so yeah. I don't know if he's like fully trusting her or like what's happening. Also, that big bomb drop about his upbringing is weird, so he's yeah. just like, you know what, guys? Peace out. I'm just like, my rocket's mm-hmm. off of that. He's like going through the city, figuring out what to do, and more Corrin, super quickly too, are like, you killed my brother. They c- he can't get a break. It's that trash Twitterverse that you mentioned before. <laughs> they just got each other direct messaging. Non-stop. <laughs> they put us like, hey, that Mandalorian killed this Corrin. Yeah. At Corrin number five, they killed your brother Corrin number three. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets surrounded again. Power Ranger, amazing. Uh, Action uh, scene uh. happens again. And then she's like, you know what? Let's go get a drink and let's talk. So this is where we find out more about her. Mm-hmm. But I did want to give a little gist, a little background in case people don't know. And I would love that. Yeah. So the history of Mandalore is super complicated. It's a, I mean, with this whole extended universe stuff, it gets hard to really pin down what happened when, who's blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I'm more going to focus on Bo-Katan mm-hmm. because it's just easier. And that's who we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So the gist is that Bo-Katan's sister, Satine, was once the ruler of Mandalore. And then side note, if you've watched anything else or know any of the extended lore, it's actually Obi-Wan's one true love. Mm. So super interesting, connected that way. And there is talks that a Obi-Wan series is going to be coming out just like this, oh. a live action. So I'm wondering if that's going to be explored. Okay. It's super cool because we might get to see Bo-Katan again. I would love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At that one point, Bo-Katan also was... A ruler too, so it's been passed through the family line. Mm-hmm. So, what exactly happened in the purge? And she mentioned in the show that you know the purge happened. There was a big war. Empire took over Mandalore. It's not really like what happened exactly is still in question. But it seems that Bo-Katan lost power of Mandalore and the dark saber as well. So not good. Bo-Katan and her sister are very important figures in the planet's history, and the fact that Mando doesn't know that. Also shows that his extremist upbringing yeah. did shelter him from stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because if you think about it, right, in the first season, whenever he was with the armorist, they're like in a cave. Like mm-hmm. their whole lives are underground. It seems very secretive. And the way that these three are living is like they're sort of out in the open. They can take their helmets off. So it's way different. Mm-hmm. Way mm-hmm. different. And so that just, it punches a little more whenever, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, where'd you get that armor? And she's like, uh, 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 hold up. I was like the ruler of Mandalore here. Yeah. Back off? (laughs) (laughs) How about that? Right. How about you take a step back? Yeah. I also like that I think, I just kind of love her styling because it makes so much sense to me. Like, she takes her helmet off and it's like, yeah, she sort of has hat hair, right? So it's just like- But it's always perfect. Oh, it's always like perfectly framed to her face. But it's like, yes, that is the smart haircut that um, Mandalorian would have. And I also love Koska's hair. She's got those like sweet braids going Mm -hmm, across her forehead. mm -hmm, They're just so badass. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. So she pretty much tells him she needs help getting the weapons from this Imperial ship. Yeah. Essentially. And then she'll tell him about the Jedi, where he can find, where he's taking Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. So this episode moves very quickly, yeah. by the way. There's no like transition scenes. There's no like, here, let's sit and chew the scenery a bit. It's very much like this happened, this happened, this happened. So if it sounds like we're going fast, it's literally what happens in the episode. Yeah. If, I mean, if you think about it from now to the rest of the episode, it's all this one, you know, scene taking place inside the ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
it's a lot of fighting, so I'm going to just warm up my sound effects no. voice again. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so the next thing we see is we see the Imperial ship. Mm-hmm. And she pretty much tells him, like, we need to get these weapons back. Because the whole point on why they're there in the first place is that these Mandalore weapons are being sold in this black market port. Yeah. So they're trying to get their weapons back. And they're trying, they're trying to build their forces to, you know, free Mandalore and get it back. And... <laughs> The whole point, the only thing that Mando agrees to is getting the weapons and getting out. She mm-hmm. tells him that we'll just rock it up there. They can't go into hyperspace or go into full gear until they're out of the port. Seems like a clear cut plan. Mando leaves baby Yoda oh. with frog lady and frog man. Yeah. It's, I just. <laughs> I, okay. So here is another thought for a middle grade spinoff series called the Baby Yoda Babysitting Club. <laughs> and we have Pelly, right? Amy mm-hmm. Sedaris' character, babysitter. Now we have Frog Lady and Frog Man who are dealing with their own little ones mm-hmm. while also babysitting Baby Yoda. I just love this crew of intergalactic babysitters that Mando can call on. Yeah, I mean, that, that is true. And I hope that anytime he does need to babysit, he either goes to Pelly or to the frog <laughs> yeah. couple. It's amazing. So before they go on their mission, he obviously has to drop Baby Yoda off somewhere safe. But it's like, he can use a force. Can you just somehow, like, get one of those, you know, those cat backpacks? Yeah. That has, like, those little things. Like, <gasps> just, so cute. Yeah, yes. Have him in one of those. those and, like, little things. Tell him to do the force whenever you need yeah. it. Yeah. I mean... Let's face it, the, you know, floating bassinet is dead. Yeah. It got blown up with the ship. Who knows where that little satchel is that he had on the back of the motorbike in the first episode that I, Baby Yoda went flying out of. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's time for a space Baby Bjorn. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So he needs to go to a Swedish planet next to get <laughs> the Baby Bjorn. <laughs> Maybe the next one he goes to is. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> we see before he leaves, Baby Yoda like presses his face up against a glass. Love it. Super cute. One of the eggs hatches. A little tadpole comes out. Yeah, a little tadpole. Mm, It's so magical. Super cute. Mm -hmm. So then the big climax of the episode starts. And we see the Mandalorians getting to the ship as it's taking off. And I just want to say that this is the second episode that Bryce Dallas Howard directed. Mm -hmm. And she has such... The first episode that she did in the first season... Was the one where Cara Dune and him were on that muddy planet yeah, with yeah, those yeah. walkers. Mm-hmm. This is the second ep- I I think she she has this ability to like balance smart, silent humor and like heartwarming things with these amazing action sequences that this whole like last like what was it like 10 minutes or so yeah. of this episode is them getting into the ship and just destroying all these stormtroopers. Yes, taking down the stormtroopers. I love it. They're making their way through this thing. And I do want to say this show loves some narrow corridors. I think Star Wars in general loves narrow corridors. And why do they all have those like lips? I was just (laughs) going to say that. Hello. Think about the design of your ships. You're constantly giving people cover (laughs) to hide from your blasters. But I guess they need cover too. So they're like, (laughs) I mean, we know we're helping them, but also we don't want to get shot. So make all these lips all the way down. (laughs) Right. Or maybe they should have some sort of. Uh, retractable lip button. Oh, that's a good idea. You know like, what I mean? Retract lips three through seven. And then the, you, and then shoot, you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's so many lights and buttons on all these walls. <laughs> One of them has to do that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So <laughs> they make their way through the ship. The Duke captain. Oh, this butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. I should have looked it up. I know he was. 
I believe he was also in Deadwood. So uh-huh. this is like the third person from Deadwood that's been in this season <laughs> <Yeah>. alone. <laughs> Whatever. I, I mean, great. They're all great actors. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, these pirates are here. So I don't think they know that they're Mandalorians. Yeah. Or maybe that's what they call them. Who knows? As they're making their way through the ship, you're really seeing the three of them. They're so organized and they're mm-hmm. so tactful mm-hmm. that there's like moments where you see like Mando kind of following, yeah. taking the lead. Because I think he's used to being on his own. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. These guys are like organized. I'll like, I'll hold the back down, guys. You, yeah. You, you go. So it's like, where, where are we going next? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know the ship. Okay, let's go over here. Uh, all right. All right. I'll just throw my little thingies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the way we're seeing this sort of scene play out is that we have the captain in the front with the two pilots. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of talking to different you know, people on the ship, whether it's a stormtrooper or another captain. As the Mandalorians are making their way right, through. Right, they're making their way closer to mm-hmm. them in, I guess, the cockpit, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll call it. And so every time they're like, you know, hold them off. And then they're like, mm-hmm. and then, uh-oh, got through those guys. Mm-hmm. And then we see like another captain guy who's just like, um, hello, what are you? Okay, okay, forget it, close the doors. Yeah, he's in the cargo hold and he's trying to, he tells him like, you need to just hold them off there. Yeah. We're going to call for help, hold them off or whatever. And <laughs> as soon as those elevators open and it just like decimates yes. all of them, he's like, cl- cl- close the doors. He's like, <laughs> and then another guy's like, which doors? He's like, all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. And then the head captain's like, well, where are they? He's like, in the cargo. Uh-oh. Boop. Yeah. Area. Classic, classic, you know, ship. Opens up. Airlock. Yep. Sucking out. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to call for that guy. Bo-Katan op- answers. Heck She's yeah. like, oh, I'll be up there in a second. Just, you know, make some tea and wait. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But this is also where we find out. She tells him, oh, we're not just here for the weapons. We're taking this whole ship. Oh, yeah. And Mando's like, well, hold up a second. That was not part of the deal. You're changing the terms of this. And then she throws in his face. This is the way. Oh, burn. So it's like his whole code and the creed. And what it meant, and it makes sense because if you think about militaries or like followings of some sort, religions, there's always these like subsects of people that are more radical, people mm-hmm. that are more secular, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it seems like she's on the right side, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's more on the like, you do like calm down. I feel like Mando has, because of maybe his upbringing, he has like a very type A personality. Mm. He's like, this is what I have to do. This is what we're doing. And this is how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So when someone kind of throws a wrench into the works, he's like, no, 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 no. I have a specific to-do list. And that is what I need to check off. And she's like, no, sorry. I was almost going to suggest another section of our show called Galaxy Glossary. Because she said, we're not here to jettison. I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) So I looked it up and to jettison means to cast goods overboard. I was like, oh, "Oh." so she's like, we're not here to do that. We're actually going to take over this whole ship. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh, (laughs) dictionary.com. So she pretty much tells him, just help me finish this. Also, he's in the ship and it's moving. So I don't think he really has a choice. Mm -hmm. So they make their way up there. This commander guy ends up calling Moff Gideon. So we're seeing Moff Gideon. Yeah. FaceTime. Yeah. (laughs) hollow time and he's pretty much like hey we got people here we need help and moff gideon's like is it the same people that have been doing this over and over again Mm -hmm. he's like yeah i think so where are they they're in the cargo place he's like 
nah, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, luck. he literally is like, um, you know what to do. Yeah, long, bye. Li- long, long live the empire. <laughs> Kill yourself. Yeah, not you though. Bye. <laughs> Boop, end call. <laughs> yeah. So the the two pilots are like, WT. <laughs> Can I also comment on? I don't under. I've never understood these imperial like soldier workers uniforms. Oh. Let's talk about it. What do those clear Legos on their shirts mean? Like, I, I can see that some of them have six and four, so it's like, obviously, that's ranking. Yeah. But why are they so, like, big? Like, why? They also look very similar to the lights that are all over the ship. <laughs> they're just buttons. Yeah, they're just buttons. They're just like, I want another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we looked it up, there's probably some very specific lore about... I I want to talk more about the hats. I mean, if you are ever playing a character... That's like helping move the ship, navigating it, piloting it. And there's some dick of a commander that's there. Yeah. It's never a good role to be. Yeah. You get force choked. You get lightsabered. You get shot. You get blasted. You're not going to have a three-story arc. No. No. Never. Sure enough, he zip-zorps the both of them. Yep. As the Mandalorians are still making their way there, he's like, okay, I know what I need to do. I'm just going to crash this ship. These poor port tower people oh. are like what another ship why why in two two in a row two days in a row what is happening yeah. what kind of pirate black market bay are we running here yeah oh god forbid a ship <laughs> falling towards it yeah <laughs> also why are the frog people live there they seem like really nice people good question you know i was wondering that what was she doing all on her own on tatooine miss frog lady how did she get there how did you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why would an amphibian be? I don't know. I think we're getting in over our heads here because I don't think we'll ever get those answers. And we just love her so yeah. much. But I hope she's not super shady because that would. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think she was just like, I'm going to go see the world. And she was like, uh oh, I gave birth. Egg time. <laughs> egg time. I have to lay my eggs. I mean, possibly. You know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. So, so as the ship is plummeting towards the sport again, the Mandalorians are like, oh shit. Let's let's double time this here. Yeah. They get in there. They're trying to save the ship. She pretty much, we find out that the thing that she got taken from her that she mentioned in the cantina with, with Mando is the Darksaber. Oh. So as you know, if you've seen the extended stuff or like what I just said in her history, mm-hmm. the Darksaber's hers. Crazy. And I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. that was like, mm-hmm. like a big surprise to me. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, so it's hers. Cool. So she, and that's why she's also taking over the ship. She needs this information. Where's Moff Gideon? I need my dark saber. I need to take back Mandalore. Mm-hmm. This dude was like, oh, sorry, long live the Empire. Electro cyanide pill thing in his mouth dies. You know what it reminded me of? Did you ever put uh, crest white strips on for too long? Oh, yeah. Oh, lightning in the teeth. Yeah. Oh, my God. He literally did did that. I mean, to to his death. I think it was a little more powerful than leaving it on for 10 more minutes to get extra white teeth. Oh, my God. 10 minutes. I don't know. I'm just picking it up. But, well, you know, in the initial, I mean, we're talking about crest white strips now. In the initial time, it would start zip-zorping your teeth. Like, you'd feel like Mm. electrocution in the time. So, I had very uh, crazy flashbacks to my crest whitening strip tanning days of being 18 and you know being in college the poly d hair yes my poly d hair Ooh, blow out i had that before jersey shore thank you very much <laughs> all right before mando pieces out because they took over the ship that they wanted and all the weapons that are in there he's like tell me where i can find the jedi mm-hmm. she tells him that a jedi can be found in the city of 
Kaladan and the forest planet of Corvus, where he'll meet with Ahsoka Tano. Oh my god. I mean... I, I'm so excited, because if Clone Wars, her... Chef's kiss. Yeah. Just... I mean, but here's, the, again, here's the thing. I've never seen those things, but I know about this character mm-hmm. because she's so popular and so big, and people have been waiting for this. So the second that he said her name, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm also very excited that the the rumors and things that were coming out that she was going to be in this season are true. Yes. I, I mean, just, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited to see what she's been doing, what she looks like, right. how they're going to interpret it into live gonna action. I play her. I mean, I think it's already been said. Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, is it a good thing or a bad? Yeah, no, it's a very good <gasps> thing. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll wait. I'll yeah, wait. Yeah, we'll right. we'll save our thoughts for that one. <laughs> but I mean, at least he knows where he can find a Jedi. Because at this point in time, the galaxy and who's like running it is just kind of up in the air. I feel like this whole show, there's like gray areas everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like who can you trust? Who's the prey? Who's the hunter? Who's blah, blah, all this stuff? Yeah. So there's a lot of like just fuck it. Yeah. Try to take power, do whatever. And and I feel like for him, how stressful is that? Every time he's going on a new planet to meet mm-hmm. some new people, he has to be both willing and open to accept these people, but guarded at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Because it's not for him anymore, right? It's for the child. Yep. It's for baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, I can maybe trust these people to get me further, but I have to be scared of whether or not they're going to double cross me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. So... <laughs> He gets that information, he goes back, gets Baby Yoda, he's about to leave. He sees the ship as literally put together with, like, seaweed and ropes and nets. <laughs> yeah, nets. I mean, what else do you find in a harbor? Also, I don't think he asked that guy at the port if he was an actual mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just built boats, man. <laughs> he's like, but I have my uh, Galaxy iPad here. Just give me a deep door and we're good to go. That was one of the really funny, like, silent like joke moments because mm-hmm. he was like, what? that's what you did and he just was like just pay yeah sign off on this (laughs) shut up like just be happy okay yeah he gets in there super in shambles Mm. as they're leaving this terrifying squid starfish thing mini mama core yeah oh maybe Mm -hmm. oh maybe because it had those teeth yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so it's coming towards baby yoda baby is like ha (laughs) i know i love him (laughs) mando catches at the last second and then he Baby Yoda eats it like he does everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delicious snack. The Razor Crest is still parts are flying off. Yeah, as it, but at least he can go into hyperspace and all that. He can jump, mm-hmm. so that's cool. But get a new ship, man. I Not know great. that ship was kind of cool at the beginning. It could look better. But <laughs> it is know. just not having a good time this mm-hmm. season. I'm so excited for this next episode. I mean, it's a forest planet. We're getting some Jedi. None other than the former apprentice of Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Daddy Vader. I mean... Daddy Vader. <laughs> I have to say that I'm loving these all the planets we've been visiting, right? We're just seeing, like, the lush ecosystems of the galaxy. We had... So many fauna. Desert, mm-hmm. ice, water. Now we're going to a deciduous forest of some kind. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. be glorious. Hopefully there was no, like, forest fires. Oh, Global warming doesn't no. exist anywhere else. <laughs> Did the Empire get to it? (laughs) Not great. So, I mean, I'm super excited where this season's going. I feel like a lot of people I've seen said that some of these episodes have been filler, but there's been moments in each of them 
that's progressed the story or things that happened in the first seasons really biting him in the ass or catching yeah. up with him. So I don't know. I'm super excited. I'm liking where this is going. Yeah, totally. And mm -hmm. I love getting to meet more Mandalorians. I love him making more allies because that's part of this journey is him meeting these people all over the galaxy and then knowing that they are there for him in a time of need. Yeah. So we've just met so many awesome people, you know, and she even says to him, uh, Bo-Katan, she's like, you know, the offer still stands. Yep. So they have a deal still that he can cash in on at some point in time. I'm hoping that happens. I want to see, obviously, I want to see them more, especially mm -hmm. her. So we'll see. All right. So before we go, it's time for this episode's Galaxy Guide. I'm so glad I said that in one take. For some <laughs> reason, I can't say that very quickly with thinking about it. Galaxy Guide. So I wanted to just do a little mini spotlight on one of the races that was in there, the Corrin. So those are the guys with the, the tentacles. Oh, the, the, face. the squid guys. Yeah, the ones that you can apparently not trust. <laughs> do not t trust anybody with a squid head. Them or their brothers or mm -hmm. whomever, their mm -hmm. cousins. Mm -hmm. Not great. All right. So these, I, I did want to say squid heads is apparently an, a derogatory term used oh. towards them. So I apologize for any Corrin listening. I did not mean it. No, okay. I'm just like going off of my research. We're sorry. <laughs> so they actually, they come from a planet called Mon Cala, and they coexist with another race, the Mon Calamari. Oh, delicious. Which was the race that helped Mando fix his ship in this one. Right. And that's like Akbar. Yes. Akbar, right? The guy that was like, it's a trap! Yeah. <laughs> from the original. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which I, <laughs> I do want to say, the Mon Calamari, I never knew that was their full race's name. And makes so much more sense whenever he goes into the ship and he's like, calamari. I'm like, what? is he hungry? <laughs> no, totally. I thought he was making fun of them because they're like, you know, like fish people. I was like, oh, that's like a weird burn. <laughs> but also, who came up with the name Mon Calamari? I just, it's it's food. It's just... food. Yeah, they were eating. They were they were at out at an Italian dinner and they were like, what should we call these guys? I don't know, calamari? <laughs> Delicious. So away from the Mon Calamari, because they do coexist with them in a peaceful-ish kind of tumultuous way. In their history, there's actually been some hybrids of both of them. Cool. So some cross-species babies being made. Super cool. All for it. Love who you love. Just a little bit more on them. They actually come in a variety of different colors, which I think is super cool. And that's why when we see them, depending on where they're at, the, the skin color variation is different. Mm -hmm. So just as their, their skin color colors, is, they can be orange, pale, purple, pink, salmon, or tan. Super cool. I, I like love that. Those. Mm -hmm. I would like mm -hmm. to meet a purple. Karen, please. <laughs> and then I did, because I'm just more talking about them as a species, maybe some things that people might not know. Huge history on them and their planets and stuff like that. I didn't really want to get into all that. But so as like squid people, they typically have all their body covered except for their head. Yeah. And an interesting fact about them is not only since they're bipedal, but they can also they like to be in water, typically immersed in liquid. They can apparently spit clouds of black ink as a defensive measure. Whoa. So... I'm sad we didn't see any of that. True. So they're literally squid people. Yeah. With like humanoid bodies. Sure. Is what they are. I thought that was super interesting. That is cool. I like mm -hmm. this defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. surprised they didn't whip it out on old Mando. Yeah. And it also is released. I mean, just anytime they get hurt. So, <laughs> but I wonder like, if they're not in water, if it's just like. Oh, that's true. Sad. Yeah. Sad. 
<laughs> I got it all over my clothes. <laughs> so that's the Quarren. I thought it would be interesting to really say their name and where they came from. And they actually coexist or at least are from the same planet as the Mon Calamari. So <laughs> I thought that was interesting. What are they doing on Trask? Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is the question. All right. So, yeah, don't forget to subscribe. Leave a rating review. Chat us up. Say hi. Visit our website, mm-hmm. abideofpod.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have any questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can contact us on abiteofpod.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to spread the word. See you next time on A Bite Of. Bye. Bye.